0: And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow, wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. This time we're from Crivi Roch. Yes, yes, we're out and we're... Totally safe. Kriviroch, by the way, is, as I was being told, is place where Zelensky comes from. So that's that's an interesting situation here. Uh, We've been traveling. Our bureaucracy is slowing us down, and I have to go back to Riga quite soon due to, well, personal reasons, a lot of them. But, um, yeah, been here in total for two weeks, but uh, still, the new press accreditation is hard to come by these days. And, and fixers and everything. We've uh, gotten a lot of material about Odessa Church, the the one that was bombed, but it's all in video mostly, and that's going to come out with Victor's stuff and everything. I'm not really th- sure that's podcast material. And we also went back to Nikolaev, you know, the town the town where we were last time, and, uh, well, saw a lot of new destroyed buildings and everything, which was pretty bad, because, you know, the theater building was struck again a reality. Didn't feel very good, sorry for being so quiet, I suppose, but um, Anthony's taking a shower. We're in a small cottage-type situation here. We have a single room, three beds, and Anthony's showering right now. Victor's moving the car out of the way so that the other guys who are staying in another cottage can can leave. So we're doing pretty well. But all in all, what's been happening with the war, and we'll get to some interesting stuff as well, what's been happening with the war is that... um, Ukraine has been now enforcing more military blockade than, well, Russia has. If you remember, Russia threatened to exit the grain Deal, and they did, and then they threatened that they will treat every ship as an enemy and all this stuff. Well, what has happened instead is that Ukraine also said that they will not treat Russian ships as potential enemy ships, and Ukraine has been way more active by doing this. They have sent all sorts of drones and explosions, and a tanker was also, also attacked. A tanker, ZIG was... I'm I'm not sure if it if it relates to German Zieg, but it's called just Zig and it's a Russian tanker, and that was attacked by drones. Another thing happened that in some islands in some places near near the Black Sea, also uh, yet another case of Russian uh, armies or a negative evolution has happened apparently. A lot of articles are popping out on the Z military channels about how Russia these days is just destroying its own military. Due to how well everyone's just too afraid to report on anything. First story comes from the fact that in one of these islands, yet another group of Russian soldiers were just forced out and just forced out and made to stand in nice little organized parade line. They were filmed by a Ukrainian drone. They kept standing there, and then they were exploded. The thing is that yeah, well, this wasn't even reported anywhere, and that's the biggest part of the story. You see. In Russia, it's really bad to say anything cri- critical of Putin's government currently, especially since after the whole prigozhin affair, which, by the way, you know, if you haven't checked out, please, we made an extensive thing about it. But um, what happens is that the Russian generals just simply do not learn, do not report anything, and the Z channels, the whole propaganda affair, Girkin by the way, is still in jail, they uh, are all very up in arms and aggressive about this situation since since basically this means that these things will repeat and happen again. And the reason why everyone's why everyone is so afraid is that they have created these Storm Z, or Storm Z units, as a punishment. Since, you know, there is mobilization still on in Russia. Well, it's not very active, and they're just taking people from the regions. However, you have to understand that it never went away on paper. There was no order about... Um, about Russia cancelling its mobilization efforts. Therefore, if your contract runs out, because there are a lot of people who are contracted soldiers there and volunteers, it gets automatically extended, and you can't leave. You can't just, you know, say that, oh, sorry, my contract is over, and just sign a paper and declare that you are out of this so-called special military operation. So, you also can't punish these people, uh, because everyone's on the front lines up now. This is why the Surovican line has not yet been broken, and Everything's just going piecemeal and everything's been happening very slowly. Because Russia's literally stuffed everyone on the front lines, which is why the stupid laws about mobilization age and everything like that and increased control have been also put in there. So what's happening is that Russia is right now figuring a way how to punish the people who just refuse to go to fight. Because out of units, we have heard and seen many uh, report. For example, a unit that used to have have 150 soldiers in it now only has like two and things like that. And a lot of these volunteers who believed in Putin's propaganda in the early war, well, they have uh, decided that, yeah, this is kind of nonsense. We, We get no air support. And as they call themselves, they're being annulled. And a lot of these people are just refusing to fight. And the morale is problematic. They're being forced to go into front lines by punishments. And all the, you know, the units that stand behind you Haven't heard of them in a while But they used to exist for, for a bit at least That great glorious Chechen leader Ramzan Kadyrov Was part of these things And his guys But currently, you know, as the soldiers have decided That it's actually better to go to prison Then you can't really court martial them Because it's not a war in Russia Legally And again, this legal facade must be maintained for them So they've decided this new, new way of punishing This is these so-called Storm Z units what it happens is that these are the units where now instead of the Wagner group in these the the prisoners, the convicts are being pushed into. And these are so these are basically the analogs of the Strafbat. The idea is that right now all the military units, all of them, standard ones too on the second and third line, specifically, I know this because I re- literally yesterday watched a video where unit were soldiers from these units were complaining. And they're saying that every week some certain number of soldiers from the second and third lines has to be sent off to the forward, to these Storm Z battalions. The thing is, Storm Z battalions get sent into combat with minimal equipment, no dog tags, no nothing, and they have basically no rights. They're not being evacuated, they're not being you know, cared for, they're, they're, they're dead are just left there, as there's a saying in the Russian military, «Нету тела, That's also for the cops. Like, uh, if there's no body, there's no case. I think that something similar is in American culture as well, usually about homicides and their investigations. But in this case, it also means, you know, if you don't recognize the body and you don't pick it up, you know, no need to evacuate it. And heavily wounded might get pulled out. Just might. Lightly wounded just get sent back to combat. There's been no rotation for months in Russian army, if ever. And now, well, basically, if you show some grumpiness about not being rotated, not being given food, not being given equipment, not being given training and all this uh, support in the Russian army, then you're being, you know, attached to these units. But the Russian casualties have been so high that the guys in the military there, they claim that um, right now the officers are forced to basically, you know, uh, catch anyone that they can and send over to the front lines. Otherwise, the officers will, will be forced to go themselves, which means that every week, three to four Guys from every unit on the Russian side get sent off to these storm Z units, which have no markings, which have nothing happening for them, and you know they just get sent off in these meat assaults and and just to die. And there's a lot of guys there on the front lines, but it's just the first line. Russian defense seems to be less in depth and more very brittle and concentrated upon the fo- upon forward upon the front, which means that if Ukraine continues doing this and doing the their assaults all throughout, then uh, then, yeah, I think we might see some, some success. Current estimates about the end of the war, as you might have heard from Mark in my interview here, her, her, which I did with him, are ranging about two years, maybe, I think, maybe three. I hope it's faster, of course, but this is what it is. Anyway, front is difficult here in these parts. A lot of checkpoints, a lot of everything. Things are happening. People are being, you know, conscripted all, all, all over. Also, Ukraine. Especially in the Dessa area. And uh Life of the War is interesting. Yesterday we also went through Mikolaev and we also saw one of these air raid alarms once again, very loud ones just behind us by the way. And the kids continued playing and it seems like no one cares about it. Everyone cares about the p- proper paperwork though, which is interesting. Oh yeah, once again. Uh film material it, it's on our Discord. I'll attach our Discord link to our um, to this show notes of this episode because well, for one, you get to see videos and pictures there. And secondly, um, I am, was just banned from Twitter yet again, and I don't even know for what this time because I have been careful not to do anything, you know, very stupid that argues with with uh, Russian Russian uh, propagandists and anything like that. So, in case of whatever, I will just post a Discord link at the end of this episode. Please come join. We have movie nights where we, you know, where I stream movies and then we talk, discuss them. We uh, we wa- we have so far watched. Death of Stalin, Red Dawn, and 12 Chairs, the Soviet version. And this Saturday, as I'll be home, we will be watching Dr. Strangelove. Thanks, Anthony, for recommending this. That's Anthony from... That's Anthony Anthony Barthaway from Ukraine Without Hype podcast. You should go check it out if you haven't already. At any rate, we're trying to get as much information as we can from these parts. Uh, we're going to see the flooded areas around and near the Khakivka Dam today. And that's going to be fun. But you know, this is just a kind of an interlude between all the other things. Yeah, Ukraine's blockading Russia. Russian generals are for afraid to do anything. Russian soldiers are demotivated. Gidkin's fanatics are just going on a bit of a weird situation there where they're writing letters to Putin. They're also taking to they're also saying that they need to take matters into their own hands. And there's some sort of negativity happening in the air. Mors, one of the guys who used to do all the technical stuff and all the communications with um, for the Russian side, at least in Donbass, one of these very freaky fanatics, yeah, he's claiming that Russian government is leading everyone to, to, to defeat. An interesting thing was plopped into me in Discord, by the way, by Maxnerd, who's a Czech listener and an active person on Discord, again, Discord is much better than Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter or you followed me on Twitter, please come and and, and check uh, check out our Discord channel. We have like a lot of people there and it's very active and we're we like it there. Uh, by the way, the hats we are I have now summarized it. If you have uh, ordered a hat and and you have uh, PayPaled me the money for it, please c- join again Discord and message. Um, you'll you'll see where 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 to send your address once again, so that it would be all in one spot. I need to buy a lot more hats. I have about like 14 in total to send away. And there's going to be more. So if you still want a Ukraine hat, please join in. And, and yeah, Discord is not for patrons only. We have a patron-discord, patron-only Discord channel in our Discord where we watch the movies. But everything else in the Discord is awesome. We have Euro politics threads, American politics threads, gaming threads, the place where we post memes, everything. It's 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 great and a lot of people are there. But what I wanted to say is that in this Discord, MaxNerd gave us uh, an article written by Sergei Karaganov, who apparently is doctor of history. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And uh, he's on the Council of Foreign and Defense Policy of Russia. And I'm not going to do all all of this situation, like what he recommends here, because it's a lot of nonsense, but I'm going to read you from this, because... This thread kind of shook me, this, this article, since it explains the situation that Russia is in now, because they're trying to find solutions, because they can't change the system, the corruptness of everything, because, well, in that case, yeah, you know, the corruption might go upwards, and, and a lot of people in powerful positions might get sacked. We wouldn't want that, so how do we deal with this situation? Quoting from, from the article, Russia and its leadership seem to be facing a difficult choice. It becomes increasingly clear that a clash with the West cannot end even if we win a partial or even a crushing victory in Ukraine. It will really be a partial victory if we liberate uh, four regions. It will be a slightly better, bigger victory if we liberate the entire east and south of present-day Ukraine in the next year or two. But there will still remain a part of it with an even more embittered, ultra population pumped up with weapons, a bleeding wound threatening inevitable complications and a new war. Perhaps the worst situation may occur occur if, at the cost of enormous losses, we liberate the whole of Ukraine, and by liberate they mean conquer and oppress, obviously, and remain in ruins with a population that mostly hates us. Its redemption will take more than a decade. Any, op- any option, especially the latter one, will distract our country from making an urgently needed step to finish its spiritual, economic, and military political focus to the east of Eurasia. We will get stuck in the West with no prospects in the foreseeable future, while present-day Ukraine, primarily its central and western re- regions, will snap, will sap managerial human and financial resources all out of the country. These regions were heavily subsidized, even in the Soviet times. That is a lie. That is a blatant lie. Ukraine always provided all the grain. Ukraine wasn't a subsidized region. Just saying, I mean Donetsk was also the major hub of all the coal industry. You, you can't really you can't really you know call that this is going to be subsidized. Like Ukraine was was not a subsidizer. Like sorry, Ukraine wasn't subsidized. Ukraine was was a donor region. Just saying. But still, the feud in the West will continue as it will su- support low-grade guerrilla civil war. I mean that's kind of cute that he really wants to, wants to basically, speaking speak about uh, how Russia still has chance and everything, but still it's just just bizarre. Now now he just spews all sorts of nonsense about the West. Further in the article, with a selected quote of, the vector of development in most Western countries clearly indicates their movement towards a new fascism and so far liberal in air quotes totalitarianism, which is utter nonsense and it's stupid, but it's weird. The thing is that... What's scary, and I'll get to it. Mm. What is most important is that the situation will only, only get worse there. Truce is possible, but peace is not. Anger and despair will keep growing in shifts and turns. This vector of the West's movement unambiguously indicates a slide towards World War III. It is already beginning and may erupt into a full-blown firestorm by chance or due to the growing incompetence and inresponsibility of modern ruling circles of the West. This is just crazy. The... It, Continue on the advance of artificial intelligence and the robotization of war increase the threat of even unintended escalation in fact machines can get out of the control of confused elites skynet's gonna rule us all people skynet's gonna rule us all and he has a solution to this whole situation um like i said i'm not gonna read all the article but the some paragraphs are quite long and must be mentioned For many years, I have studied the history of nuclear strategy and come to an unambiguous, albeit seemingly not quite scientific conclusion. The creation of nuclear weapons was the result of divine intervention. Horrified to see that people, Europeans and the Japanese who had joined them, had unleashed the two world wars within the lifespan of one generation, sacrificing tens of millions of lives, God handed the weapon of Armageddon to humanity to remind those who had lost the fear of hell that it existed. It was this fear that ensured relative peace for the last three quarters of a century. That fear is gone now. What is happening now is unthinkable in accordance with previous ideas about nuclear deterrence. In a fit of desperate rage, the ruling circles of a group of countries have unleashed a full-scale war in the underbelly of a nuclear superpower. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Russian guy who also thinks that, you know, this is the West who unleashed... Oh, I hate this stupidity. Anyways, the, the, the fear of nuclear weapons needs to be revived, otherwise humanity is doomed here's a proposed solution of the fact that the threshold of uh, nuclear weapons and their use must be lowered significantly because of course we can only live in peace if there's a constant threat of nuclear nuclear annihilation and it's like one of those one of those beautiful cases where um you know we of course all should bow down to dictators just because they have the biggest stick i think i think you know we should sort of prove to them that uh, no russia does not have the biggest stick and it's not the thing because this is crazy, this is the Doctor of History. And this also shows the deterioration of Russian Academy of Sciences and all that, because this is scary. It really scares me to think that people in the academia would, would will unleash such things and, and just be so blatantly open about this. I think the guy maybe have watched Oppenheimer movie and gotten the wrong conclusions from it or something, but it's just that pure madness is going on. And it's scary a lot, and I don't know, maybe this just shows the more they speak about nukes, of that the more they actually are afraid of anything else, and, and like you know, <laughs> plotting things out. However, this also just might be a case of um, someone trying to appease Putin and look cuter in his eyes or something. But you know, you know. Meanwhile, on other Russian news, we have a lot of interesting cases here. Um, interestingly enough, Russia has uh, Russian FSB has opened a record record number of treason cases in the first seven months of 2023. Apparently, they have opened at least 82 criminal cases for treason, espionage, and, and all sorts of things. At the same time, Navalny, whom I'm not a fan of, but still his opposition to Putin, nonetheless, he got 19 years in prison for fabricated cases, obviously. But it doesn't matter. Navalny himself, by the way, states that this is definitely a life imprisonment. At the same time, people who are like uh, who have been arrested and, and sued for, a co- for for selling selling the technical spirits, you know, the methanol, the burnt alcohol, to people, and as a result of which 44 people died. Uh, One of them got four years in prison, other one got four years in prison, and the third one was, like, left alone. If they had protested against something, they would have gotten 19 years in prison. But they only killed 44 people with their intentionally purchased technical spirits, because it was cheaper, and they just wanted to make some money. And that's about it. It's just... It's just a bit crazy. Because, yeah... Just shows you how everything happens here. Meanwhile, about the treason cases, which is also a thing that I've uh, that I kind of noticed. You remember that um, there, there 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 was this thing of uh, Marina Osyanykova? Yeah, she was the former employee of the Russian state TV network Channel One, and she was the go- lady who ran on stage with an anti-war banner during a live broadcast in 2022. And her ex-husband of uh, Russia Today, Igor Osvianikov has filed a suit. The former couple have one son and one daughter together. And the thing is, he now sues her to terminate her parental rights. In January 2023, the same court where he's like approached, they partially satisfied a lawsuit filed to cancel his ex-wife's residence permit. Additionally, a different Moscow court ruled that Osyanikov is required to pay child support to Osyanikov and that their daughter must live with their father. Treason cases, like I said. Just treason cases. That's a bit insane. And meanwhile... Well, something from New York Times, and I don't like New York Times once again, but still, this just struck me as, as happening as crazy things. See, Dmitry Peskov, our uh, stalking mustache of Putin, apparently, told the New York Times that Russian, Vladimir, Russian President Vladimir Putin we will, will be re-elected with 90% of the vote in 2024 Russian presidential election. Now, he after clarified that this is just personal opinion, but I think, you know, he was just too afraid to lie to American media. I think this is one of the few cases where uh, he was like, you know, saying the truth. The problem is this is event after that's going to happen there in 2024 it has nothing to do with actual elections or anything like that, but we can be rest assured, assured that Putin will get elected with 90% of more vote, and it doesn't really matter how, you know, votes are being cast anyways. So, Russia's going crazy, negative evolution, front lines been taken piecemeal, heavy fighting, and currently all the focus is on the sea and uh, and the grain deal and everything. Kind of sad, not much, but at least I'm not arrested. I was probably bitten by some weird spidery thing or something. I have a weird red spot on my my arm, though. But, you know, again, check the Discord and find that out. And I'll also link you uh, Victor's YouTube channel. Although, then again, if you join Discord, Victor will tell you all all about his YouTube channel himself. He can do that because we have a nice community there. And I don't even know. If if I'm not going to get unblocked on Twitter, I'm just not going back. Please, our Discord, it's always open there. Come on in. We have a Patreon channel. Like I said, we have everything. And it's going to be great. До свидания, And as always, remember, happiness is mandatory. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.